We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? And welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you today by betonline.ag. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen, and I am joined by Kamiar. Hey, I'm currently shopping on Amazon for floodlight and security system because I'm in my house and I don't want people around it. (laughs) We've also got Taylor. Quarantine's getting to to Kamiar. You guys should see his beard. He's got like a full beard going. He's got the Baker Maker... <laughs> Jesus, I can talk. Baker, Baker, Baker Mayfield Maker. Uh, headband and hair. <laughs> Baker Maker. <laughs> I'm thinking about shaving my head. I'm getting pissed. Yeah. Do it. Getting I got so lucky. Angry. I had I got a haircut the week before. Yeah. Uh, well, you're one of the lucky lockdown. ones, buddy. <laughs> We've also got Justin with us. I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, pre-pod, we were talking about how um, th- Justin, do you go to the gym? <laughs> no okay the, us other three we typically go to the gym like really regularly and obviously all the gyms are closed so we're trying to find like innovative ways to work out 
Uh, we've all bought like resistance bands and stuff to work out. I was talking about how I was doing push-ups with a bag of dog food on my back today. Rocky eight. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor's, Taylor's throwing resistance <laughs> bands around a flimsy ash tree. Who's <laughs> gonna snap a tree in half? We're basically we're all gonna be dead once this quarantine's over, and yeah. because we all have injured ourselves, experimented with experimenting our with workouts, workouts, yeah, equipment. <laughs> well, Taylor was trying to climb his house for a back workout <laughs> fell and snapped Taylor's his neck. trying to do chin-ups on the fucking guttering. <laughs> uh, good Tommy R's consuming some sort of acid. <laughs> what is it? That's Hold not on. related to quarantine, though. Pantothenic acid. <laughs> Justin said that's not related to quarantine. In manganese, <laughs> chromium, lycopene. Peene of the lyco. This sounds like stuff you, you make like in a meth theme. lab. It's yep. for adult use only, not Gross. for children. <laughs> not for children. TMI. <laughs> Men's one a day. Yeah, it's not. These aren't Flintstones chewables, folks. It's too bad. Those are the best, dude. Those, those were good. I could put away a bottle of those in one sitting. <laughs> I really could too. <laughs> like, how bad is that for you? Like, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's it a vitamin. To- to- it's a, it's no, it's a vi- it's a vitamin though. Like when I was in health class, um, an undergrad. My health teacher just said extra vitamins. We just pee them out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but really? That yeah. much though. When in doubt, pee it out. Did you guys see Little Nas X? I don't even follow him on Twitter. People just like <laughs> retweet his stuff. Um, but I guess this is his birthday, his twenty first birthday during this quarantine, and he was like, "It's my twenty one, so I had to do it," or something like that. And it was a picture of him with uh, vitamin gummies and just like a huge handful. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Nice, relatable. Nice. Living it up. Um, whenever I was like four years old, we had a snow day at school. And so I had to go to work with my mom. She worked at a printing company <laughs> and I was outside playing in the snow and they had sprinkled that, um, the, like the snow melt, like the, the salt, salt on the curb. And I grabbed a handful of snow and started eating it. <laughs> And I think it was perfectly fine. But my mom thought that I had got some snow with like some ice melt in it. And so I remember having to go to the hospital and they like put tubes down my throat to pump oh my, my stomach out. <laughs> it was, uh, this it was explains an experience. a lot. Snow melt as a child really helps round out the picture of Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my immune system's pretty good. So maybe that's uh, part of the reason why. I don't know. I just remember like being semi conscious and filling a tube down my damn Ugh. throat. Ugh. It was, uh, like not fun. had a dream like that once. It was not yeah. fun. But the tube wasn't in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> where, where was it? What are we doing here? Were you What's having a colonoscopy on? dream? What? I, have, I had to get my bladder scope one time, and they put a camera the size of an ink pen up my pee hole. Oh, what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. They asked if I wanted to do it conscious. They were like, oh. we'll just slap some jelly on it and call it good. I don't want to talk about it. It's like, what the hell? What kind of jelly? Like strawberry? Like, was, what are you talking about here? Was this doctor I, in an alley? <laughs> no. I prefer jam to jellies. Mm. And then he said, or we could nice do it. Marmalade. Doing it yeah. under anesthesia is even weirder because then someone's playing with your dingling while you're out. That's <laughs> oh like borderline date rape. <laughs> I think okay. each oh podcast we try to set a record for how quickly worse. we can get all People the to listeners tune to tune out. Yeah. And I think we might have <laughs> set a new record. Yeah. Like we well, get... if you're still hanging around, you're in <laughs> for a good podcast today. What's your uh, favorite <clears throat> flavor of jam? <laughs> yeah, favorite flavor of jam and uh, 
both like strawberry rectal and what penal <laughs> penetration penal is that how you, is that I, I was trying to think of a clever word for penis I don't know if that works or not the penal anyways system. There's the penal we are code. going to redraft the 2018 NBA lottery picks one through 14 last week we did the 2019 redraft uh, we figured we were gonna continue this because uh, we enjoy them we hope you guys enjoy them I mean hell maybe by the end of quarantine we're redrafting like the 1968 draft or something I don't know uh, hopefully it's not gonna last that long <laughs> But we're going to redraft 2018, which is a very fascinating draft. Uh, we were talking about it earlier today. GM's kind of messed up on this one. Indeed. So uh, a few rules of our redraft real quick. Uh, number one, we are assuming that we have the roster of these teams back on draft day of 2018, in late June of 2018. But we have the knowledge of what the, the rookies will become. So guys like DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic. Uh, Mo Bamba, uh, Kevin Knox Jr., etc. We 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 know. I mean, those guys have been in the league two years now. We kind of know what they're like. Uh, so so we're kind of traveling back in time. We have those old rosters, but now we're drafting players and we have a lot more data on them. There were some trades that happened on draft night. We are erasing those. We can make our own trades tonight, but we are not bound to the draft night trades in 2018. Uh, two trades happened in that lottery. The first one was Dallas traded their number five pick to Atlanta for number three. Dallas also gave Atlanta a future first, which I think comes to fruition this year. This year, yep. Um, the other trade was the Los Angeles Clippers traded pick 12 and two future seconds to Charlotte for pick 11. So we are erasing that. Atlanta still picking three. Dallas is still picking five. Charlotte's picking 11, and the Clippers are picking 12 and 13, unless we make trades in our redraft tonight. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. Awesome. Uh, before we get started, real quick, I will tell you our draft order tonight. Phoenix has the number one pick. The Kangs have pick number two. Atlanta with pick three. Memphis with pick four. Dallas has pick five. Chicago, or sorry, Orlando has six. Chicago has seven. Cleveland has eight, the Knicks have nine, the 76ers have 10, Charlotte has 11, the Clippers with 12 and 13, and the Denver Nuggets with 14. Uh, we will, we, I randomized who of us is drafting, uh, and our order tonight is Justin, then Kamiar, myself, and then Taylor, and we will just c continue to keep repeating that process. Uh, so actually, Justin and Kamyar are going to end up making three picks tonight. Yeah. Where ja uh, myself, I was about to say Jacob, like I was in the third person. Myself and Taylor will only make two picks tonight. Mm. It's okay though, because we're picking in the. Uh... Oh wait, no, Jacob's. It's has a four and pick three. Man. Yeah, yeah. But we'll let it slide. <laughs> I got the three. And I have the uh, Dallas trade, Atlanta trade, so I'm I'm excited. Yep. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get this thing on the road, guys. Uh, on the clock, Justin. Picking for the Phoenix Suns with pick number one. Well, guys, uh, there's a lot to debate. There's a lot of good options, a lot of good players that we're considering out here in Phoenix. Uh, you know, we, we're really having a tough time with this. We were really attracted to that DeAndre Ayton. He's a good-looking <laughs> prospect, um, but there's some guys in, in the war room here that think that we should maybe go with this uh, – 
Luck a Dong Kick kid? Luck a, I like how Phoenix is just a redneck organization. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an accurate portrayal. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not so convinced. I don't if I don't even know how to say your name. If uh, if, if rumor has it, your dad's your... a mess, right? <laughs> Didn't they say that? I think that was Sacramento. They uh, they had issues with Luca's dad. Yeah, you know, he could be a real real troublemaker. We don't want another... Uh, no one had issues with his mom, though. We, <laughs> we don't want another uh, LeVar Ball situation yeah. out here. Andre Iguodala um, likes his mom. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, I, think, I think we're ready to go. I think we're ready to call this here pick in. With the first pick in the 2018 NBA Draft... The Phoenix Suns selects Dion. No, what? What's that? De- no, not him. No. Okay. Uh, the Phoenix Suns select Luka Doncic. We are righting Yay. our wrongs from two years ago. We are not selecting DeAndre Ayton. We are taking the head and shoulders, obvious, clear front runner in this draft, Luka Doncic, who is not only the best player in the draft now but will be the best player in the draft in five years, 10 years, 15 years, and could be the best player of the decade. And that is who we are building the Phoenix Suns franchise around. Can you imagine Luca and Devin Booker together? Can you imagine? Oh, I was, I, yes, because I was just imagining it. <laughs> and it is, <laughs> it's incredible if you're a Phoenix fan. Um, it's horrifying yeah. for the rest of the league. I mean, they would be, I, I feel like Luca could have elevated uh, Booker's game to a whole nother level. Was is this Luka just classic overthinking? Is this negligence on the scouting team? Like, what is? How how did they screw you know, this up? This I bad? was thinking back though to this to this summer, and we were actually podcasting at this point. And I remember like a lot of analysts saying like, "Yeah, this Luca kid looks really special," but there's still some uh, mm-hmm. s- that people teams they are thought still he was close to his ceiling already because was the dude was eighteen, yeah. right? Right, and. Uh, like DeAndre what was the draw the same, to Aiton? This, he was the number one prospect out of college. In, yeah, in and he, the was, he was just big. And he was a wide, the same bet. He was a long, low, high four kind of guy. I mean, he's not like, he's not bad. He's actually a good big when he's healthy. Yeah. But yep. like, yep. what the, like, right. I'm not, it kinda, it kinda I'm not taking a center me. with the first They were comparing him to like Boogie Cousins and. No. And, and especially right. in like, in, in the era of basketball we're in now. Exactly. Like. Why are you not taking the guy that can play one through four, can handle the ball, be your full-time ball handler, can shoot the shit out of the basketball? I mean, can even do if everything. Took, like even if, if it's Trey Young here, I think Trey Young. If Shaq, you sense. take him. If it's Shaq, you take him. But he's not sure. anywhere close to that. And it's yeah. a completely different era. Just yeah, like if it's like Shaq, if it's Anthony Davis, if it's someone like that, yeah, like go a for once, it. A once in a lifetime player. It reminds me a little bit of the 2007 with Kevin Durant and Greg Oden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, yeah. Another somebody classic overthink. Like, somebody that brought up an old um, ESPN page two article debating Kevin Durant versus Greg Oden. And like Bomani Jones was writing in favor of Kevin Durant, but just even like reading his side of things, it was clear. Like most people were kind of leaning Greg Oden. Why? And it's just, it's that same thing. It's the safe bet. I think if anybody could have, you know, fast forwarded and seen how the role of God, the center position so, would have changed. So like, bad. Like even if Greg Oden stayed healthy, I think that obviously changes things, but it was just like the conventional wisdom took over. And I think there's so much pressure that yeah. comes with the first pick that can cause you to do stupid things like Anthony Bennett. I remember <laughs> I remember just like 
watching ESPN leading up to the draft, that specific draft, and I, I remember the, the anchors and Stuart Scott, rest in peace, uh, kept on mentioning like, oh, are the are the Trailblazers going to pick Greg Oden? He has really effed up knees. <laughs> like, I'm thinking like, if this is the narrative going to it, and you know, like, because he has such bad knees to where they're like, his bones are grinding on each other. Like, it's Dwayne <laughs> yep. Wade, except Dwayne Wade, like 18 years into his career, but in his first year in the NBA as a big man. And it's just like... Why would you? That there's no there's no high upside there. Like it, it, Kevin Durant, he's a pure scorer. What you saw in college, like I'm I'm not complaining because as a Thunder fan, yeah. like I got to experience the you know Kevin Durant years. But like, dang, that's that's so messed up. That's Greg Godin really was the fun. youngest 45 year old I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Dude, no seriously, he <laughs> no looked kidding. like he had like nine kids and three mortgages. <laughs> yeah. That's really he wanted to be a dentist when draft. he was a kid, but he found out that his hands were too big. <laughs> That's a legit story. He wanted to be a dentist. Can you imagine Greg Oden trying oh to like gosh. stick a drill in your mouth? Especially with the gap with that wide in his teeth. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Pick number two belongs to the Sacramento Kings and general manager Kamiar. You're on the clock. Um, this is uh, General Manager uh, Vlade Divac of uh, the uh, Sacramento Kings. I am Serbian. Uh, I had a good time with Lakers. Lake show very good. We we mess up drafts all the time. I have no. I actually had no idea. You have to call NBA front office when you want to make trade. It's uh, very complicated. Uh, but uh, yeah, I remember playing with you know. Uh, Tony Kukoc, that was fun, and Drazen Petrovic uh, until his unlikely death in 1990-something. That was unfortunate, but uh, I think we're ready to uh, make a make a pick because uh, we got, yeah, we got uh, De'Aaron Fox, who he's fantastic and he's fast, and now we are drafting Trey Young from the University of Oklahoma. We have the best dynamic backcourt in the NBA. Guys, I like it. Do you guys like my Vladi Divac? Oh, it was voice? incredible. That was delightful. Was it, it as was it as boorish as he sounds? Yes. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. And did you did you like the name drops? I dropped Tony Kukoc nice. and Drazen Petrovic. If you guys haven't seen uh I think it's Once Brothers or Two Brothers or something like that. It talks about the relationship between the Serbians and the Croatians when um Yugoslavia was breaking up during the NBA careers. It's really good. History nice. teacher. <laughs> oh, it's a 30 for 30 ESPN. That's fantastic. Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox in the same backcourt. Yeah, that'd be lit. Like, Because, A, De'Aaron Fox plays fast as hell. And he's like, people sleep on his three-point shooting ability. I don't know what he shoots, what his percentage is, what his splits are. But I know it's not bad. Or at least it's not rust bad. Mm. Um, and actually, Darren Fox actually cut his hair the other day. Now he has a buzz cut. Um, but um, having the ability to stretch the floor with Trey and uh, having the ability to drive and kick with Darren Fox, that that makes – and especially with Buddy Heald on the team already, you could play Buddy at the three. Um, I mean, there's no defense being played whatsoever. Oh, no. That's what I was about to say. Um, <laughs> they're they're going to score 150, but they're probably going to give up 160 <laughs> a night. Like, like in, you have to have, what, who would they have at this time? You would have Trey, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy, 
Harry Barry, Harry Barnes, and I don't even know who at the five. What is it? Is it a not Scal, the idiot with the tattoos? Who I hate. Yeah, Willie Cauley Stein. Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, you can stretch the, the floor really, really well, and you would they would still find a way to mess it up. Yeah, even though the I, I like I, I like man, I like Jaeger so much. I like that coach, but like, uh, I don't know. Luke Walton. Yeah, he was awesome, and then they fired him. That's so yeah. dumb. And brought in I Luke Walton. <laughs> I really don't get that. Yeah. That's that's so dumb. It's that's that's like the Mo Cheeks thing again when he actually had that uh, Pistons team winning, yep. and then they fired him. Um, or Dwayne Casey when he won Coach of the Year, and then they fired him the next year. Like Dave Yeager was actually having the Kings win and be like successful, and then they fired him in favor of Luke Walton, who did nothing on the Warriors squad. The Warriors with Steve Kerr can probably coach themselves. They don't even need Kerr or Luke Walton. So like I don't know why they spent money on Luke Walton from the Lakers to Sacktown. Like that's Kings. Yeah. Definitely. All right, next up, the Atlanta Hawks are on the clock, selecting third overall. General Manager Taylor, you're on the clock. So Travis Slink doesn't really have – he's just like has your typical middle-aged white male voice, so I can't do any fun voices here. Um, he's going to call the cops. So this is interesting because when Luka Doncic was still on the board, you know there were some, some whispers that the Suns might go with Aiden and that the Kings were really interested in Bagley, that those kind of were their guys. And so if Luka were still on the board – We've actually been talking with the Dallas Mavericks who are very interested in Doncic and kind of feel like he could be their next uh, Dirk. And they had a really good offer on the table for us, but now that, that Luke is off uh, off the draft board, I'm not sure we're still going to have that offer if it was for a fifth this year's fifth overall pick plus a protected 2019 first-round pick. But, you know, I'm, I'm hearing some whispers that the 2019 draft might be kind of weak. Um you know, I can. Uh, I'm also hearing some whispers that there may be a global pandemic that wipes out, out half the <laughs> Earth's population. So such foresight. <laughs> so maybe you want to go a little further, but you know, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm super interested in their their picks further out because the, the Mavericks have something that they're, they're building there. They could be a really good team. So I think we have made our decision. And the Atlanta Hawks are going to stand pat here and actually make the pick. And they're going to draft Jaron Jackson Jr. Third <gasps> overall. Gasp. He's good. Triple J. Nice. I like this pick. That means no JJJ and Jaw in the future. Yep. And Atlanta does not have a point guard, uh, but now they do have their their four. Um well, or they're five. They're you five can play him yeah, and John Collins, Collins together, right. I guess. Man, that would and he's, be like he's a stretch too. You know, he can he can hit uh, hit outside shots. He's shooting thirty eight point six percent from three uh, so far in his two years in the league. Uh, fast forward to today, obviously, um, fifteen point three points per game. True re- rebound percentage of four point seven. Uh, win share over forty eight minutes, point one oh two, which is pretty solid. He's he's a really fun player. Uh, he fits perfectly on that young Memphis squad, particularly when you take into consideration who they got this following year, John Morant. John Morant. And, um, yeah, I think Jaron Jackson would have been a great pick here with Trey Young off the board for Atlanta. I like it. Well, the Memphis Grizzlies are now on the board at pick number four. General Manager Jacob, myself, I'll be making this pick. Uh, in the war room here, we're discussing a lot of different options. There's some interesting things on the board. We didn't think DeAndre Ayton was going to make it this far. Uh, he's an interesting pick. We didn't think Marvin Bagley was going to make it this far either. He's another interesting pick. 
But we've been to the future. We've seen who these guys have become. And you know what? Our point guard, uh, Mike Conley, he's starting to get a little bit older. We've already been flirting with the idea of trading him uh, and, and kick-starting this rebuild. Uh, we're thinking about moving on from Mark Gasol as well, cashing in with what we can. Uh, our team's getting old. We're not as competitive, and, and everyone's got to restart at some time. So we're going to bring in a guy that we think is very high-skilled. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Your phone's ringing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello? I got three minutes to make this pick. What do you want? Hey, it's uh, it's Mark Cuban. <laughs> uh, we don't have much time here. Uh, yeah. But I got the fifth overall pick in this draft. You have the fourth. We have our own. Thank you. I knew that, Mark. We're down to two minutes, <laughs> two and a half minutes. Let's go. <laughs> We have two seconds in 2020, in the 2020 draft, which is supposed to be pretty deep. We'll offer you both of those and tonight's fifth overall pick to move up to four. Make it your protected 2020 pick, and you got a deal. Five and protected 2020 in in the first round. Okay, we'll do it. I like this guy. All right. Sounds good. I don't know why I'm talking like this in Memphis. (laughs) I ate too much barbecue. I'm on Baylor Street right now. I'm not even in the office making the pick. <laughs> That's very irresponsible. Okay, so here's the guy I want you to draft. Cue the music. I want the Memphis Grizzlies to select Shea Gilgis-Alexander. We feel like he can be our, our combo guard of the future uh, when we surround him with a guy that we're targeting coming up, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, who we believe could be available in a trade this season. So we are going to, we would like for you to select SGA, and we will trade you the fifth overall pick for this year and our first round protected 2020 round pick for next year. Perfect. All right. So pick number four has been traded to Dallas, who is getting Shea Gilgis Alexander. Memphis has dropped down a spot. And they will be selecting fifth. Um, Dallas at four has taken Shea. He's going to the big D. And then Memphis is getting pick five. And Memphis will have another pick in 2020. I can't. The big D. Yikes. Such a good name for a city. Dallas with Shea. Uh, What do you guys think about that? So let's say uh, in a perfect world post this trade that the Mavericks are still able to trade for uh, Porzingis. That's a lot of length. A lot of length. A lot of versatility. (laughs) They'd be fun together, though. Like, I feel like they fit really well. That would be fun. um, Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Shea's able to be the guy early on on a fairly competitive team, not nearly as competitive as his Clippers team his uh, his rookie year, but it's interesting. I yeah, like I it. I also just fit. I love Shea, and I think he's a he's hands down a top five player. Honestly, he's probably a fourth. Who who were you gonna pick out of curiosity before I uh, place my um, trade call? I, I was gonna take Shea. Gotcha. I was still gonna take Shea from Memphis. Gotcha. gotcha. But uh, but we'll slide down to number five, and uh, now Memphis has a new general manager. They fired me halfway through the selection, uh, and they <laughs> picked up Justin instead, who is now on the clock for Memphis, making the pit fifth overall pick, and then. If you make this pick well enough, they might keep you around, and you can make the the pick you just traded for in 2020. Fingers crossed. Um, all right, so this is a surprise. We're going to Memphis now. Um, for Memphis, let's see here. Looking at the guys on the table, you know, I, I heard some things about DeAndre Ayton potentially going number one. Had Jaron Jackson Jr. on my board, but now he's gone. We're interested in SGA filling in for Mike Conley. That's off the board now. Um, I think we're ready. I think we're ready to pull the trigger on this thing. 
with the fifth pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select, excuse me. <laughs> He's choking up. This is a really Very emotional draft pick. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I like it. I think Ayton, what's interesting about him is – History will remember things differently because of where he was picked. And I think I think he still has the potential to be a very good player. I think that he would be a really good fit in Memphis, much like Triple J was. Um, I think that he's got a lot of upside. I think that uh, he could be a guy that you could build around. I think the fact that Luca and Trey – went off with the first two picks uh, makes this a better fit for DeAndre. And if he goes to Memphis in the summer of 2018, he's got a full season to play and learn from Mark Gasol. Oh, that's a that's great a, point. There really is nobody point. else I want my young big learning no from kidding. than Mark Gasol. Yep. So that's a great I didn't point. actually realize this until I just uh, looked at his stats. Granted, he's been injured for a lot of this season, this current yep. season. Suspended but, for taking PED. Yeah, yeah, or suspended. That's right. He was injured and suspended. Um, and that, that's also a little bit Apparently of concern. The PEDs didn't work well enough. Yeah, right. No kidding. Uh, but he's averaging a double-double for his career so far. 17.1 points, yep. 10.8 rebounds. That's uh, pretty impressive. His problem is defense. He has a one point nine physical tools to and get a there. Point one two five win share over forty eight minutes. That's my analytical voice. He's he's got the physical tools to be a good defender if he can just uh, like mentally uh, understand the game and and get to the point where he's not thinking through it as much and yep. can just react. He's got a really high upside. Like, not to take us down a further rabbit hole, but. Uh, that's what I like to do on this podcast. I'm going to do it anyways. Do you guys remember when DeAndre Ayton came out at the beginning of the season and the Suns looked great under Monty? And a large part of that was because mm-hmm. of uh, Ayton and his play. Like He looked like he had improved, put the work in the offseason. Then he gets hurt, and then he gets suspended. Am I right there, or did he get suspended first? I think he got suspended first. Okay. Yeah, I can't gotcha. remember that. Gotcha. Anyways, uh, he was off to a solid start. It's really unfortunate that we got robbed of, of seeing his his say. He could be a most improved player candidate, you know? Yeah, Definitely. On to pick number six, which belongs to the Orlando Magic. The Magic are on the clock, and general manager Kamiar is in the war room making decisions right now. Um, Yes, this is John Hammond. I <laughs> am the new general manager of the Orlando Magic as of 2017. I'm very established and very esteemed. I came from the uh, Milwaukee Bucks franchise where I drafted the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. On Tintin and Gumpo, however you say that, uh, Gianus. Um, so we have we have very much experience in drafting physical, athletic freaks that can play multiple positions. And right now, in 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 Orlando, I mean, our best point guard is probably DJ Augustine, who's roughly five foot two. Uh, probably not going to cut it. So. We have our selection in for the Orlando Magic. Formally, we'd like to introduce our new point guard of the future for the Orlando Magic in Colin Sexton. I like that pick. I do they need a point. And this is before they made the deal to get... Um, why am I forgetting his name? I don't kid know. From, kid from Philly. Oh, yeah, I don't know. He played at Washington? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. 
What number one overall? His shots oh, busted. Oh, uh, Markel Fultz. Yeah. Sorry, Markel Fultz. I was, Thank I was you. Distracted and reading. This is their. These are their point guards. Um, as far as the 2018 season, Jerry and Grant, some guy named Troy, Michael Carter Williams, <laughs> Isaiah Briscoe. Yeah, seriously. I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, Isaiah Briscoe and DJ Augustine. So that got, ain't good, Chief. Yeah, like you've got DJ Augustine. <laughs> and then maybe Jerry and Grant's the next best one because Michael Carter Williams, after winning that award, has really been awful. Yeah, and Jerry and Grant's not even in the league anymore. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think Colin Sexton again, because you look at some of their other players: Terrence Ross, Jonathan Sivin, uh, Simmons, Evan Fournier, Wesley Awundu, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you have like a bunch of athletic players on that team except the damn point guard um so like you put in somebody like colin sexton who can fly up and down the floor um he'd be good there but at the same time he would need a coach that could hone his abilities like for example like scott brooks was able to do with russ because colin sexton reminds me a lot of russ like just in the beginning, not assisting a lot, just getting to the rim, rim running, because like Sexton gets his points. He's getting twenty something a game, twenty yeah, he's, to thirty. He's a game, scoring well, but he's not assisting as a point guard, and like that's what's frustrating the heck out of Cleveland now with uh, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, all those guys is they just they don't have. He's not he's not passing the ball, and I don't think it's because he doesn't want to. I just think he doesn't have the proper coach to hone his abilities and his. Um, strengths so I think he would be a good fit with a younger team and guys that can shoot like Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, Owundu, Jonathan Isaac, even Aaron Gordon, Vucevic from outside could be pretty good for him. I think the biggest strength going for him is he can continue Alfred Payton's Orlando tradition of having some really weird hair. Uh, I think his hair Jedi Padawan braid going on. I think his hair is a lot better than like it, like you said, I really hate. I really hate hated. Uh, uh, whose name? Alfred Payton. I really hated his hair. It was so. Stupid. It was incredible. It looked like a hat. Yeah, it, it was dumb. <laughs> it looked like a duck bill hanging <laughs> off the front of his forehead. It looks so much better now that he shaved it. Yeah, he looks good. Next pick, number seven. The Chicago Bulls are on the clock. General Manager Taylor, you got some decisions to make. So, the uh, Chicago Bulls actually just hired the Denver Nuggets GM as their president of basketball operations, um, Arturas mm. Karnasovas. Actually, a really, really nice hire. He's well-respected around the league. I think that's going to be great for Chicago after the whole Paxson and, uh, was it Foreman, their, their era uh, kind of came to a close. So, this is interesting. Sh- uh, sh- Chicago, I think Colin Sexton <laughs> would have been a really good fit here. Uh, they were considering him. I know he's off the board. Shea's off the board now. They thought maybe Shea would drop a little further and they might be able to snatch up SGA. But Chicago has their guy and they're willing to take a little bit of a ring, 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 ring. Oh, we got a trade. Hello? <laughs> uh, it's I, your I mom. She wants to know when you want to come out and play. <laughs> when are you going to be home for the meatloaf? Uh, I don't have a, an old man mom. Jerry West voice. If I did, I'd use it. Um, this is the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, we know that you guys are on the clock. You're about to have to make a pick. We've got a proposition for you. We have. I, I'm here with my co-GM, uh, Justin Peabody, and uh, <laughs> we have picks 12 and 13 in this draft. 
we want to trade up. We have a guy we want at pick seven. We will give you 12 and 13 for seven. Mm, give me indeed. 12, 13, a future second, and you have yourself a deal. We'll give you a future second, but it's protected. Fair. I'll do it. Always always use protection. Always, <laughs> always use protection. <laughs> and now our ad read from Roman. <laughs> uh, all right. You're taking our trade? I'll take the trade. I'm in. We'll, awesome. I'll call it into, uh, call it into Silver. Awesome. So the Los Angeles Clippers are picking at seven and Chicago gets 12 and 13. Uh, We want you to pick. We, we think we are going to trade Blake Griffin this year while the iron is hot, why we can still get a good deal for him. That means we need to replace him in the front court. We are surprised that Marvin Bagley has slid this far and we want to select him, please. Boom. That's a good pick. A little late for that one, buddy. Yep. So, <laughs> what the seventh overall pick in the draft, the Clippers are selecting Marvin Bagley. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I... Again, I, they, st- they still had Blake at this point, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think the thought of trading Blake is already there. Yeah. Um, that's part of the reason why they signed him to that massive extension was because it's easier to trade a guy like that who's locked up than a, than one year and can walk. Right. I uh, thought it was because they wanted to make him a Clippers legend oh, and yeah. hang his jersey in the rafters. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. Oh, shit, I forgot we told him that. Wow. Oh, well, we're trading him anyways to Detroit. Uh, go enjoy basketball hell, Blake Griffin. You know, <laughs> so obviously Marvin and, um, and SGA are completely different players, but you have to think, you know, throwing mag... <laughs> I just did again, combining words here. Throwing Bagley uh, into Sacramento compared to the situation that was the Clippers that season, where they overachieved and were just a scrappy playoff team. who took the Warriors to what, like five, six games uh, yeah. that first that first round. That could be a really good situation for Bagley, and it, it makes you wonder what his trajectory and growth would look like now had he gone to a franchise like the Clippers instead of, you know, Sacramento and the. Uh, the you know, Clippers West probably Storm. start him that at the five, there. too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Even if you trade Blake, you start Bagley at the five, and you play, like, uh, Gallo at the four. Um, you know, you got Pat Bev out there. They would have a pretty interesting team. Yeah. You get, still got Lou Will. So, yeah, uh, I think Clippers getting Marvin Bagley here is a, uh, a pretty good one. I'm I'm on board with that for sure. I am too, even though I didn't know it was happening. And then as just think of the Clippers. Just think Oklahoma City would have gotten Marvin Bagley uh, to replace Paul George. Fun times. Mm, there you go. I'd rather have SGA for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we continue with our redraft, quickly we want to tell you about betonline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. Technology. Amazing. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And I even saw today you can bet on Tiger King stuff. So get in on that, Oklahomans. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution.
Um, I tweeted this earlier. If Bet Online has odds on the horse competition, I might just put my whole Trump check on it. <laughs> on, on Chris Paul. <laughs> Why the hell not, right? I like it. Sure. I mean, what's going to happen? How embarrassing right. would it be for him to lose in the first round? <laughs> God. If I put my whole Trump check on it, I'll be pissed. Against the WNBA Trump check. I love that. Uh, Cheeto check. He's been doing a lot of tweeting for somebody that owes me some money. <laughs> <laughs> All did right. You guys, the, did sorry. you guys see the what the, the odds were for Tiger King on Bet Online? No. It's no. amazing. You can bet on whether Joe Exotic will say COVID-19 or coronavirus. You can bet on whether Jeff Lowe will be arrested before January 1st of next year. Interesting. And whether Joe Exotic will receive a presidential pardon or not. Well, he was asked about it the other day. so It's yeah. exciting times. What a question to ask the president of the United States during a global pandemic. Hey, have you watched that uh, Tiger King documentary? <laughs> We're on the map, You found guys. any free time recently, Mr. Trump? <laughs> City. <laughs> Not a lot going on right now. Here, here you're kind of. It's kind of slow around the White House. Oh goodness! Yeah. All the makings of a big league city right there. Yeah. All right, with the eighth overall pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock. General Manager Jacob Niffen is trying to make a selection. Bring, pick up the phone, do oh. it now. It's hello, do it. Um. Hello, this is uh the the I don't know his name, but this is the GM from uh Philly from the Sixers, be the city of brotherly love, the electric city next to Scranton. Hey, 2018. This is uh when <laughs> is Jerry this, Colangelo is still GM, say. right? Yeah. So that's all right. Are you are you tweeting about this call on your burner? Yeah, I'm tweeting about it from a burner account. <laughs> all right, all right. What do you do got it. for me? <laughs> well, I'm gonna offer you the tenth pick in the NBA draft. And the next, and my my second rounder this year, and my first rounder next year unprotected. Ooh, unprotected next year, 10 this year, to move up to 8. And I get a second this year as well? Yep. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's do it. All right, well, the Sixers, we really like length. We really like athletes. We really like high upside. So we got our pick ready. I've already tweeted it on my burner. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. With the eighth pick in the NBA draft, the Sixers, me, Jerry Colangelo, we pick Michael Porter Jr. You son of a bitch. That's right. What's up? Oh, my gosh. I really like that your Brian Colangelo impression sounds exactly like Prison Mike from The Office. <laughs> the dimensions are flying everywhere. <laughs> that's why I thought we when he said Scranton. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Prison, or uh, that's uh, the rap prison video Mike. that yeah. uh, that Michael Scott and uh, the Electric City. <laughs> <laughs> electric, <laughs> electric City. <laughs> city, city, like city. That. And, and oh man! But yeah, Michael Porter Jr. would be really like he hasn't. He still has not shown like Agreed his true on. ability, but he has shown like definite flashes of his massive high upside. Agreed. And like, um, you know, before honestly, before the trade, because I feel like he was like he was already like high up there for me if I'm the Sixers, because he would fit in so well with that team and what they're trying to accomplish, and you could suddenly get rid of Ben Simmons. Um, 
because <laughs> he's like dispendable or uh, what's that word i'm looking for expendable 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 dispensable <laughs> throwawayable i don't know he's actually a big with skill how about that um mm. and um i was thinking man i really don't want to draft miles bridges or kevin knox or landry shamit um if i'm the sixers when i could have a big that can handle the ball and can actually do a lot more uh, michael porter jr is uh i think he because of his injury history of slid way down um into the freaking nuggets of course they have so many good pieces um and i think he's a great fit for the sixers and i think he would honestly help their title run as far as like you I mean you already have joel Embiid, you already have um well, who else do they have on that 2018 squad? Let me look it up. 2018 Sixers. Jimmy Butler? Did they have Jimmy Butler? I, I thought they did, but I couldn't remember. They they don't have him yet. They traded for him in the middle of the season, didn't oh, that's they? Right. Or early in the season. Oh, you're right. So this yep. is this is who they had. Uh, oh, dang it. Why is it <laughs> taking me to this thing? I don't want that. I don't want to show more. That's what she said. Uh, okay, yeah. So they had, they had Ben Simmons, who like he's I don't know he's one year out of his rookie year. Uh, they actually they have Zaire Smith. Um, oh, is that am I even looking at the right one? No, I don't think so. But anyways, Zaire he was uh was it he this year? I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I thought I was looking. Oh yeah, two, no, two thousand eighteen nineteen. Yeah. Oh, do I need to go back to the next season? I think we're we're starting yeah. to understand why uh, eight, old Colangelo seventeen eighteen. Right. <laughs> so it's seventeen. Yeah, I need to look at seventeen eighteen to know who they had going into that summer. Ah, okay, <laughs> I got it then. So they had a draft. They had already drafted Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, and then they had Nick Stauskas, JJ Redick, Furcon Corkmals. Um. They had Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Ursan Ilyasova, who eventually get traded, Joel Embiid, um, Jaleel Okafor. So I feel like if they have Michael Porter Jr., let's also have Michael, uh, Marco Bellinelli. If they have Michael Porter Jr., they could get rid of Dario Saric, honestly. Or they could play in, uh, MPJ at the three. Uh, and I don't know. You could do a lot with that. Yeah. Um, Comrade, you will refer to Nick Stoskas as his proper name, Stoskas Castillo. Thank you. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess you get a Ben Simmons at the point. You could probably play. Um, you could play JJ Redick because I freaking love JJ Redick at the two. Yep. And then you could play MPJ at the, at the three, three slash four with Covington mm-hmm. at the three slash four. That makes. Dario Saric, mm. like on the bench or expendable, and then of course you have Joel Embiid and That's Amir a fun Johnson. Lineup. Yep, very. And it, it's long and they're athletic, and most of them play defense. Now JJ Redick can't play defense. You have to remember that that rookie year, um, this past season for uh, MPJ, he had he did have to sit out because of his back. So yeah. you're drafting him knowing he's a drafting stash essentially for him to rehab. But I'm 100 percent with you. That's so worth it. Um, yep. And when I traded Jacob as a Clippers and uh, or from the Clippers and got those two back-to-back picks later on this draft uh, Chicago that's one of the guys I wanted for Chicago great pick I like it all right pick number nine is on the board the New York Knicks on the clock general manager Justin what are you doing well uh, 
Up here in New York, we're feeling pretty confident about uh, what we're putting together here, building around the unicorn. We think uh, he's going to be a, a nice young fixture for us moving forward. Apparently, Kevin Durant's coming in two years we're, or eight we're, years. We're really just trying to make ourselves uh, be in the best position possible to attract Kevin Durant. There's a, there's a lot of uh, big guys, promising big guys on the board right now, and you you know I love some big guys. Uh, the more power forwards, the better is what I always say. We don't judge here. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I think I, I think I've got an idea of where I want to go with this one. With the ninth pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the New York Knicks are selecting Mitchell Robinson. Ooh, nice. solid pick. Get so your same guy, the, but you just move back. up way, way high to get him. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that's So fair. he was originally picked at 36. We are sliding him all the way up to nine. Uh, I still think as a rim protector, he is impressive. I think his athleticism and quickness are impressive. Um, I actually saw that he finished number two in the NBA in shot blocking in his rookie year, despite only playing 20 minutes, uh, which is pretty impressive. And this stat since 1989-90 only eight other rookies averaged that many blocks and all of them uh, averaged over 30 minutes a night which is impressive so he was getting it done in the minutes that he got I think he's he's got a lot of promising potential and even though all of the assumptions that I was making as the next GM turn out to be incorrect I think he he can still be a good piece for them nice I'm into it I like it uh, pick number 10 now on the board, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who just traded back with Philly. Uh, call me, are you made pick number eight for Philly? You jumped up. So uh, you and I want to tag team number 10 here for Cleveland? Uh, yes. All right. So we know LeBron is walking out the door in about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know we're going to lose Jeff Green, Channing Fry, uh, Jay Crowder's a free agent. Um, we're Jefferson. we're basically losing everybody. Yeah, that's correct. We, are. we 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 gotta we gotta hit the reset button, go back to square one, um, and and we we've got a future pick now, so that helps us mm-hmm. kind of restock the coffers. Uh, but but what direction are we going here? I mean, first and foremost, I think you always want somebody that's either gonna be to really establish either a talented big or a talented uh, point guard uh, to lead your team, a ball handler. So uh, you got a couple guys. Uh, you have, I mean, you have Wendell Carter Jr., who's a talented big, and he can stretch the floor a little bit. Uh, I think Mo Bamba is probably overrated, but I'm leaning more toward looking at a talented guard, um, a guy that can maybe shoot from outside uh, and drive the lane, um, and um, just a high IQ player. Honestly, um, I really like, and it, I really like two players here. Um, I really like Dante DiVincenzo from uh, Villanova, the Philly guy. I also like Landry Shamit from Wichita State. Uh, both guys have shown uh, ice cold uh, water in their veins in the NCAA tournament. Both guys have shown a willingness to battle on defense, and both guys have shown aggressive mentalities on offense to where they can drive but also shoot from outside. So 
that's that's what I'm thinking right now. What about you? Awesome. My thought immediately went to we're losing a lot of wing depth. We still have a lot of bigs on the roster. We got to figure something out with. Um, I agree with you. We we need someone that's dynamic. I feel like Dante DiVincenzo is good, but he's maybe like a higher floor, lower ceiling kind of guy. Um, I really like the idea of Mikhail Bridges here. Let's take him and see if we can mold him into uh, what we want as yeah. kind of a two slash three, really long defensive guy uh, that has some raw offensive tools and crazy athleticism. If we can unlock those offensive tools, uh, we're not getting another LeBron James, but we're getting someone that can fill that three spot for us. Not to be not to be mixed with Miles Bridges, who is the lesser of the Bridges people. Yes. Uh, Mikhail is good. Uh, I think if we're zooming to the future in Charlotte, he is wasting away um, his career uh, in Charlotte. He's actually a good player. He's a good three and D guy. Um, but I mean, it's you are the. I'm just the assistant GM. You're the GM, so it's up to you. I would prefer a point guard. With the tenth pick in the draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to go with Mikael Bridges. We're going to take the length and athleticism. We we need a point guard. We're not really excited about who's on the board right now. We're going to try to suck this year come back next year, have a high draft pick to go grab a point guard. Uh, we also have that Philly pick next year. We're going to get a point guard with one of those two. Uh, but right now we're going to take the guy that we think has the highest upside. I mean, it's just like Cleveland is – Cleveland, unless they were in the top four picks, they were screwed from the get-go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like they just and lost I think, so I think much. punting, punting on your, your – kind of offensive focal point until next year um, allows you to kind of tank this year, trade away some of those vets um, and and collect more assets and then really elevate your draft pick for 2019. Yeah. uh, Which is going to give you a chance to go get a guy like jaw um, uh, or go get a guy. I mean, they could even still take Darius Garland, um, but then having that extra pick that we traded with to get that Philly pick, which is going to end up being in the 20s, right? It's going to be like pick like 23, 24, whatever, but just it's another another bite at the apple. Yeah, makes sense. So pick number 11 now on the board, the Charlotte Hornets and general manager Taylor Peterson in the war room making decisions. I mean, I like uh, being compared to MJ there. Thank you, Jacob. There you go. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets are in a pretty tough position. They are one of those teams stuck in limbo. In the middle. They are uh, competitive because they have a – we sorry, we have a borderline uh, – kind of toting the line between all-star and superstar at this point, and Kimba Walker, a great player. But we're a little concerned that we're going to lose Kimba in free agency here uh, after another season when he's uh, available to test the, the market. And so we really want to try and land this pick, somebody who can play alongside Kimba. And unfortunately, we got stuck with the 11th overall pick in this draft, where I think if we were a little higher in this draft, or if we were able to have uh, traded up, we might have been able to get a little more uh, or feel a little more confident in this pick but there's still some guys on here that could pan out and fit really well with Kemba and could help us become competitive and push for a playoff spot so with all that being said and analyzing the list of players still available I think the Charlotte Hornets have their pick 
the Charlotte Hornets are going to draft Wendell Carter Jr. with the That's 11th pick. overall pick. Um, there was a guy we really like, a guard from Kansas named Devontae Graham. But you know what? We haven't heard any whispers about anybody interested in him. There's some people who have him uh, not getting drafted tonight. So we're going to hold off and pick him later in the second round. I think Wendell Carter's a good pick here. I mean, who was even Charlotte's big in 2018? Um, Do we it, know? Was it Biombo? Biombo. Was it Biombo, was it? <laughs> May it might have been Biombo or was uh, it Dwight? No, goodness. I'm, their 2017-2018 roster uh, had Nick Batum. It did have Dwight Howard on it. Hmm. Uh, my MKG, Malik Monk, um, Cody Zeller. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is the right pick here. Yep. He's a. I mean, he still has so much upside, so much potential. Again, a guy that kind of got thrown into a. It's a historically great organization, the Chicago Bulls, and I think this new hire that I mentioned earlier in the podcast will be really, really good for Wendell moving forward in real world and not our hypothetical draft world. But um, him with Kimba is so interesting to me. You know, I think that could have been a really good combo, especially in the pick and roll. Wendell Carter isn't very isn't a very good outside shooter at all. He doesn't shoot outside, but I mean, he's fifty percent so far in his first two years in the league. Uh, from the field he's a great free throw free throw percentage uh for being his size and being a big man 10.8 points 8.2 rebounds he's a fun player uh, and i think if he can stay healthy which is kind of a little bit of a question now but i he has a lot of upside and i'm curious to kind of see how he develops now um, with this new president of basketball operations for chicago Uh, but regardless i think he would have been a good fit here with kimba and the hornets definitely all right, pick 12. The Chicago Bulls are on the clock. Uh, Jacob is making this pick. That's me. Uh, and I'm in an interesting position because really I can take whoever I want without worrying because I also have pick 13 in my back pocket that uh, my other GM, Justin Peabody, will be selecting. Uh, so with Chicago right now, we have Zach Levine. We have Laurie Markinen. Um, we have two good young players, good offensive players, and we really need a point guard. We really need a big, uh, like a center. Um, we could also use like a long wing. Um, there's a lot of hype around this kid. That's got a crazy standing reach, um, and, and defensive upside. And I think we're going to take a flyer on him. So, uh, and, and if we miss, it's okay because we have pick 13 as well. So the Bulls pick number 12 is in. And with that 12th overall pick, the Bulls are going to select Mo Bamba. Oh, that is not what I thought you were going to do there. Mo Bamba I you were going sucks. Kevin Fox. We're going to take Mo Bamba, <laughs> hoping that he will pan out better in Chicago than he will, or than that he currently is in Orlando. He sucks. Um, gonna... He's not a good offensive player at all. Maybe I can leave out the word offensive there. He's just not a good player so far. Um, but his, I mean, he he was getting like Gobert comparisons coming out of college. We're going to take a flyer on him, uh, putting him around guys like Levine and Markinen who can really space the floor offensively will help him out a little bit. Um, and we just need uh, a big rim protector. So we're going to go with that. And if it flops, it flops. But we also have pick 13 to fall back on as well. So we're back on the clock, and I'm going to let Justin make this pick. 
Well, um, <laughs> let's see here. There's a lot of interesting prospects on the board. I was preparing to talk about Mo Bamba, but we took <laughs> him at 12. Um, thankfully, you summarized our needs pretty well. Uh, I think there's a handful of directions that we could go. A lot go. of, uh, hand- like, obviously, hindsight 2020, something I say on this podcast, almost every podcast, but <laughs> there's a lot of low-ceiling or sorry, uh, low four, high ceiling guys. I think left on this yes. board right now. There's there, it's a lot of a uh, lot of gambles. Yep. I feel like that are left. And um, let's get uh, let's get a little weird. Um, <laughs> I think we're ready to make this here pick. With the thirteenth pick in the 2018 NBA draft, Justin does not seem confident in this at all. <laughs> Chicago Bulls are going to pick Kevin Knox Jr. I knew you're going with that. I yep. knew it. I like that um, pick too. I thought that's what Jake was going to do. He's fine. He's fine. Get him out of and New I, York. If you get him out of New York, I think he's fine. Yep. I think yeah. I, I think his his potential's there. He's been a little disappointing. I think you could say. But again, how much of that is situation? In the right situation, does he have the ability to showcase his versatility a little more? Maybe. Is Chicago a better situation than New York? I'm not sure. So we'll find out. Uh, the good news is with taking a gamble on Mo Bamba and Kevin Knox, hopefully one of them works out. Maybe they both don't and the Bulls are still looking for a GM in 2020. I don't know. Uh, but I think of the the players on the board, Kevin Knox, I think, is the most intriguing to me. Um, but that, you know, it is it is still a bit of a gamble. Definitely. I'm with you on that one. Our last pick in our mock draft, our, our redraft, actually, not a mock draft, our redraft of the 2018 lottery, Kamiar is on the board selecting pick number 14 for the Denver Nuggets. All right, guys. I don't know who Arturus Karnasovas is, but he's from Lithuania, and I don't know what a Lithuanian accent is other than what I've seen of Arvidas and Domantas Sabonis, and they sound pretty normal, so I'm just going to go with my regular voice. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so picking for the Nugs, um, man, our roster is really, really good. Uh, it, It has a lot of depth between you know point guard at Jamal with Jamal Murray um you have Monty Morris who you know we got really that that we're gonna get really late later apparently um and then Gary Harris who has his days and then doesn't have his days Malik Beasley well is trending upwards Will Barton is always a walking bucket Torrey Craig plays great defense uh, as a three and D guy Wilson Chandler, Paul Millsap, uh, gosh, Nikola Jokic, Mason Plumley. Like, I mean, we we just got a lot of depth. We have a lot of good players, uh, and then one really good player, Nikola Jokic, but no elite player, and that is not gonna stop here. <laughs> um, so, as the Nuggets, we really value ball movement. We value. Guys that can do their job defensively, move the ball, and hit an open three. Uh, We really value rim running um, under Malone's offense, and we value just a high IQ players. So with that said, with the 14th selection, we are ready to announce our pick. I see where you're going with this. 
with the last lotto pick in the 2018 draft, we are selecting combo guard out of Wichita State, Landry Shamit. I knew it. I knew it as soon as you, you, were, you were describing him. I'm like, that's a perfect pick here. I really yeah, like I, that. I, I think Landry Shamit is a much better fit for the Nuggets because Agreed. I was gonna, I was actually gonna pick Kevin Knox, but uh, he went earlier because he's a perfect three and D guy for them, um, and he can he's a little bit bigger, so he can play three and, and even he's four. Kind of like your, I mean, Michael. Port- they picked Michael Porter Jr. in this draft, and so um, yeah, that, that'd be your your MPJ replacement. And um, you know, because Kevin Knox literally went right before. Right before, uh, who I thought would have been a great pick for them at the three slash small ball four, I was thinking, okay, what makes them deeper and what can really get them off contracts? Like what, what like what makes Malik Beasley disposable? What makes Tory Craig disposable? Or Wilson Chandler in some aspects disposable? Um, and like you're not really having to lean on a Monte Morris or a Manuel Moutier and uh, Andrew Shaman. I mean, this man, like, I think. I think didn't he shoot like forty one percent from three this yeah, year? Yeah, he was and he was contributing a lot on, on his rookie year. You know, the, this... and imagine putting a shooter like that on the offensive end with Jokic. Yeah. Uh, so like you and you have Jamal Murray, just like he's a slasher, and the guys like he's gonna be he's gonna be really good, but he's not ever gonna be a star. He spaces the floor. Um, yeah, he doesn't need the ball. Is what you're getting at, which is yeah. true. Uh, he's he a doesn't solid need defender, the ball. High IQ, like you mentioned earlier, when searching for this pick. I really like this pick for Denver. Call me on that was a that's solid. Yeah, because like in at, when it was Wichita State, because they had that they had that run with uh, Van uh, Fred Van Vliet, and you know after that year of Wichita State was over, they still had Shamit coming back, and they were still like an elite eight team. And because Shamit was able to be the guy for them and make you know again make high IQ plays, make very important plays, and we saw that and again like you know of course hindsight's twenty twenty. We saw that in his rookie year yep. where he was I believe he was drafted by Philly and ended up with the Clippers if I'm right. Yeah, and that's by his um, trade. And he um, and he contributed in his first year right away with Shea, and. Um, just uh he's I mean he's a good player and I, I can see why Sam Presti really wanted both Shamit and Shea for Paul George until the you know the clips said no it's too much. Uh man if okay so he could have swung that holy crap for the yeah. future. Um but yeah I really I really like Shamit. He's a high IQ guy, uh very high upside for him. He can grow. Um like how how big is he? I didn't even look. Um I just looked at he's his long. splits. He's he's long. I, I haven't either basketball he's reference six four. okay okay he's six four um shooting guard he can i mean he's a, he's like a he'd be a smaller three but he's a combo guard he i've seen him play mm-hmm. one and two uh his dribbling could be a little bit better he's yeah, still he's kinda, not a great ball handler but he's he still kind of for his position yeah he's still kind of stiff um i really like that his nickname is lambo that's cool <laughs> shout out steve <laughs> That is fun. Um, all right. Well, to recap our 2018 NBA lottery redraft, the Phoenix Suns with the number one overall pick took Luka Doncic. Sacramento at number two takes Trey Young. Atlanta at number three takes Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, Dallas traded up to pick four to get Shea Gilgis Alexander. Memphis traded back to number five to get DeAndre Ayton. Orlando takes Colin Sexton at six. The Clippers swap their picks 12 and 13 to move up to 7 
And at 7, the Clippers selected Marvin Bagley. Philly moved up to 8 to take Michael Porter Jr. The Knicks at 9 take Mitchell Robinson. Cleveland, who traded back with Philly, uh, Cleveland traded back to 10 to take Mikhail Bridges. Charlotte takes Wendell Carter Jr. Chicago, with picks 12 and 13, fly for the fences with Mo Bamba and Kevin Knox Jr., and then Denver at pick 14 is going to take Landry Shamit. I'm looking at Shamit's splits right now. His rookie year, he shot, uh, oh, I see, 40% from three on basically five threes a game. His sophomore year, his, his second year, 45% from three on that's, six attempts. That's stupid. Holy crap. That's that's yeah. like, he's like J.J. Redick. Like, like un- yeah. unbelievable! If he gets better on off-ball screens, this man is stupid. And like, and like a name that I kept on trying to pick, but I couldn't find a right fit for him. I couldn't. Kevin Herter. Like one of the only other two two names really struck me that I still really couldn't find a uh, spot for. Uh, Kevin Herter and Joss- Dante Divincenzo. Oh, I, was and I really like. I, I mean, so Devonte Graham's good too, but I really like those two. Let's Herter go through and DaVincenzo. Go through these names that we have left here. I, I think they're pretty similar to what the 2018 draft actually was. It's more so we just switched up the order of this draft. But yeah, have, we didn't uh, take Miles Bridges or Jerome Robinson <clears throat> yep. in the lottery, which they they went in the lottery originally. Gotcha, and I think mm-hmm. that's fair. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, just like um, Kamara just said, Kevin Herter, Josh Okoji, Aaron Holiday, Anthony Simmons, uh, or Simon, sorry, who. Apparently Portland just raves about, but we certainly did not see that during. Raves his... about, but for some reason isn't making any plays. Right, right, and he, uh, yeah, this is supposed to be his quote-unquote breakout year, but it wasn't. And then you, you have Devonte Graham, which I think it makes sense why he didn't go high in this draft. Uh, but I'm really happy for him. Um, yeah. My grandparents are huge KU fans, and call me Art. You know, you're an OU fan, so you watch him a lot in the Big Twelve. He's, He's a fun good. player, and he just hustles hard. He plays the game the right way. And then you have Gary, uh, Gary Trent Jr., which makes sense why he would fall out of the lottery. Um, he wasn't picked in the lottery to begin with. So some interesting names, still some uh, yep. some some prospects that are I think are still kind of being molded into who they're going to be today. You know, they, they are by no means finished products. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, this was fun. Uh, if you think we messed up somewhere, we should have taken a different pick. We should have done something else, uh, changed it up a little bit. Tweet at us. Let us know. We are at the underscore uncontested. Uh, and let us know if you enjoy these redraft pods. If so, we're going to keep doing them uh, because we enjoy doing them. I, I'm, I'm having a blast. So next week we'll jump back to 2017 and we'll continue the process. Uh, gentlemen, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Um, not really. Yeah, I don't in Phoenix with Devin Booker would be fun. Gosh, yeah. Got Luca Luca with Booker and then Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox together is it's just a really fun very like lineup. Just a testament to how bad Sacramento is at drafting and just yes. basketball operations in general. Even yes. if Sacramento drafted Trey Young, I feel like they would find some subsequent move to screw it up. Oh yeah. Like they would do something else even if they got the draft pick right to absolutely You're probably right. It. I'm with Shout you. Shout out Vladi. I'm with you. I uh what before we leave of our 14 here you can't pick the Luke or the Trey picks because those are the obvious ones after that which is your favorite uh pairing that we made here hmm. like which one do you think is going to be most impactful I'll go first I really like the Colin Sexton to Orlando pick thank yeah. you mm-hmm. I yep. really like the um can I pick two sure I really like uh 
both of the ones I made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. on the Sixers and shame yeah. it to the Nugs. I was thinking about Porter Jr. on the Sixers, <laughs> but um, I was going to do something similar. And I like Shea on Dallas, which is a, the trade I made. Um, yeah. I think that's just a, an interesting – I mean, obviously it's not going to be the same as Luca, but it's a, an interesting fit. Yeah. Justin? Yeah, I was gonna say Shay, but that feels biased. Yeah, as a it's pretty weird podcast. <clears throat> because what was Dallas's roster at that point? You know, and who not good? Who do they good. have? Like, let me look at this Dallas Mavs roster. 2017. I mean, they had, they had a Dennis Smith Jr. Gosh. Right? Oh, they, yeah. they were actually Smith. kind of excited about. They were about still. to get DeAndre Jordan in free agency. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they had Dennis Smith, Devin Harris, J.J. Barea, Yogi Ferrell, Yogi Doug McDermott, Ferrell. Wes Matthews. Oh, gosh. Wes Matthews is good for A whole that. bunch of Nova. Harrison Barnes before he was traded. Interesting. Um, we're not traded. Yeah, got yeah traded Harrison Sacramento. Barnes gets traded from yeah, Dallas that's to, right, to that's Sacramento. Right. And they actually still had Nerlens, and Dirk was still playing in his 19th season. They had yeah. nobody. So yeah. I think... I think, man, and you could pull it like like we've seen this year with Billy Donovan, Shea. You could plug him if you if they really liked Dennis Smith Jr. You could have plugged him at the three. You could have plugged him at the two with Dennis Smith Jr. with Wes Matthews, Harry Barnes, and Nerlens at the five, and that would have been that's kind of a fun lineup. Dennis Smith Jr., Wes, Shea, Barnes, and Nerlens. I mean, they're not going to win a ton of games, but it'd be fun no, to watch. It'd be a fun, a fun team to watch. I also really liked our DeAndre Ayton to Memphis to get, uh, yeah, I like that. Really too. get like uh, brought under the wing of Mark Gasol. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been incredible for him. The Mavs had like freaking five centers on this team. Why? Why you have five centers? Oh my saves. goodness! They're in a good position. They now, had man. they had they three. Are. They had three legitimate th- threes. You had Wes Matthews, Doug McDermott. Just kidding. Just those two were legitimate. And then you had <laughs> some guy kidding. named Kyle Collingsworth and Jameel Warney. Never heard of him. But their center Jameel's what? Warney. Oh, I thought you said Jameel's horny. He might be. Quarantine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but these centers, Jeff Withy from KU, who I remember was not even that oh, skilled really? at Kansas. Dwight yeah. Powell, who's actually a pretty good role guy. Yeah. Um, our birthdays are two and a half weeks apart. That's cool. Um, Dirk, of course, and I think his last season. Nerlens, of course, was probably the best one out of all of them. And Salam. Eight hot dogs. Salam uh, Majiri, who got into a ton of fights with Russ. Yes. Yeah. I didn't like that guy. No, I don't think anybody likes that guy. His mom doesn't <laughs> like him. She thinks he's ugly. You're a racist. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your pods at so you can get our podcast every time we upload. If you're a longtime listener, we salute you. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, go leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts at. Uh, it makes me feel better during these these stressful times of the quarantine. Check out bluewirepods.com. Go find a new sports pod to keep you busy during the day uh, while you are working from home. Also, go to betonline.ag. You can bet on a hot dog eating contest. You could probably bet on the horse tournament coming up. You can probably even bet on the NBA 2K uh, tournament that they're doing as well. So go check that out. They are going to give you a lot of free money whenever you sign up. Use the code BLUEWIRE. We will be back with you guys late Sunday night slash Monday morning with one of our 
originally planned, uh, just regular group pods. We're going to keep coming to you guys Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. So be on the lookout for those. That's all I got. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Take it easy. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Social distancing is working. Keep it up. Proud of you guys. Thunder up. I wash more than my hands. (laughs) Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.